When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. 2019 New Year, New You. Resolutions are everywhere, but the struggle's real. We'll talk about it in just a moment. Welcome to the Colleen and Bradley Show, third hour on this beautiful Wednesday, the 9th of... Uh, January. So it's technically what, the second Wednesday of January? Sure is. We've only just begun uh, to make promises to ourselves and hopefully we'll live up to, but probably are already worrying that we're not going to be able to, or at least questioning why we did this in the first place. Uh-huh. Do any of you have New Year's resolutions? Either of you? Holly? Mm. No, I don't have a resolution, Bradley. You don't but, have a resolution? Okay. Yeah, but we need a resolution, Bradley, and I know that you have one yourself. I do, and I'll tell you about it in just a moment, but I'm curious from Sonny. Do you have any New Year's resolutions? Do you several. do this? I okay, give, give us one. Um, one of them is to stop comparing to other people. Oh, that's Gosh. a big one for me. I know that that is I, a really good one. I know, I know it's it's so it's so hard. It's just human nature to be like, oh, that's that's cool. I, I like the why I, I like that. It's that's that's been a resolution for like three years. So uh, well, no, hey, look, I see, <laughs> the struggle is real, right? <laughs> I think it's I, a hard one. In yeah. terms of, and I want to share one with you that I'm I'm not struggling with, but just I am struggling with, but whatever. We'll get to it. Um, but here's the whole thing about resolutions. I think they're awesome. I think people poo-pooing them, it's just like, well, you're a lot of fun at parties. Yeah. Because at the base of it all, a New Year's resolution is about self-improvement. Mm-hmm. Even if you don't get there, this is, I think it's so important to like say it out loud, yes. to talk about it, to think about it. Even if you shame yourself a little bit for not doing it, at least you're thinking about it. And then maybe, you know, grow from it. Learn where like, if is it unrealistic? Great. Find mm-hmm. something that's realistic. You can, you can do it well or you can do it poorly. I think at the end of the day, it's worth doing well, and I think it's 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 a good thing. You it's find a growth good, in the struggle. And if you if for you it you do it on a, in, in May, great. You know, I just think it's easy for a lot of us because New Year, New You. Mm-hmm. For example, some friends wanted to do this. There's, um, I'm not going to bore you, but um, a lot of CrossFit people do this like weight loss program. And it's all about like counting the food you eat. It's not like, it's not super complicated. You don't have to eat dust, but it's things like (laughs) you have to know how many grams of protein you get every day, how many Mm -hmm. grams of carbs you eat every day. Mm -hmm. So it's pretty strict. You're being thoughtful about what you're putting in. But it's very realistic. It's Mm -hmm. real food. You're not, like I said, eating dust or like just living on shakes or anything like that. Yeah. (laughs) But man, it's been a week and it hasn't, literally today is week, the end of week one. And we're all just like, oh God. (laughs) Why would I do this? But misery loves company, right, Bradley? So you're not, the struggle is real for you in the shifting of your diet. Because think about this, about two weeks ago, you were eating pretzels the size of your head. Literally. And there was a pretzel. It was deep fried. Oh, crispy on the outside. Go to my Instagram account. There's a picture. Cheese sauce. 
marinara sauce dunk about that thick, like a baby's arm thickness. What? And uh, giant, big as your, bigger than your head, because if mm. you had a head that big, I'd be a little worried about you. But mm. So you were indulging in carbs and throwing caution to the wind, and you weren't even thinking about it. So then all of a sudden doing a 180 shifting and measuring out your proteins and your carbs and, and eating meals. <laughs> Bradley has had three meals already today. Yeah, I got one more. And I, Yeah, and I've watched him eat all three of these meals. So it's, it's the struggle... Shifting your mindset. It's not, it, it's not, it is all good stuff. Mm-hmm. It's stuff I want to do. I mm-hmm. signed up for the experience. Mm-hmm. My friends are doing it. You got to have, I think but when you do changed. something like that, you got to do it with people because it helps to have a team. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just different. It's right? change. It's the change, man. It's it hard. is. Bradley mm-hmm. dumping the tuna water in the office oh, garbage can. I did. I, think, I, did. I, just th- I think it's more fun to be like, yay, we're going to do this. And then doing it is, have you guys ever seen the SpongeBob movie? I think the first one, when he was like, best day, yeah. Is that the one where he runs on the beach with David Hasselhoff? I think so. I think so. And at the beginning, he's thinking it's going to be a best day. And then he finds out he doesn't get the promotion. Like, that's how I feel it is about setting goals. Yeah. Like, you're going into it and you're so excited and this is cool. And then you're in it and it feels like this dark abyss of rabbit hole. (laughs) Yeah. Alice in Wonderland. But, you know, there's something about sticking to something that you will will put up with stuff. Because, first of all, there's an end to this experience. And Mm -hmm. then there's a maintenance experience that happens afterward. But it's like Mm -hmm. about a 90-day thing where... You know, we're all going to sort of like be really careful about what we eat. And then after that, we sort of bring everything back. You don't Mm -hmm. have to eliminate a bunch of food. But what I'm saying is it's not forever. And you can you can often put your mind to something knowing that there's an escape hatch at some point. That's true. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So the struggle is real for the new selves in 2019. And I think resolutions are totally wonderful things. Now, Holly, I know you don't do resolutions. Not New Year's resolutions. Are you a a consistent resolution kind of person, Holly? I'm a resolution person whenever I want. (laughs) Whenever whenever I feel like like it. I do me when I want. And then one one day you wake up and you say, I'm going to do this and that. However, I did latch on to the trend for 2019. Instead of making a New Year's resolution, I made a New Year word. A mm. word for oh, 2019. Oh, that's a very common thing now, too. People just do words. Just do words. My word of 2019 is open. Mm. Open. 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 What does open, open yeah. mean for Holly? What does that mean? Open to experiences. Oh. Open to change. Open to shifts of awareness. Ooh. Open in all sorts of ways. That seems to be easier than a resolution, too. Well, I mean, just, <laughs> just at first. Yeah. For me, because it's like it's this word. And when I approach stuff, like, ah, you said you're going to be open. I kind of yes. like that better, Holly. Oh, well, I like your resolution, though, Sonny. <laughs> <laughs> well, so um, I think words are, um, I think sometimes, it, uh, I, uh, <laughs> I don't want to say something <laughs> negative about your word because I want to be really positive. But the the re- the thing I like about uh, a resolution is that it's like a concrete thing. Mm-hmm. I worry that with words, I'd be like, my word this year is love. <laughs> and then, like, I'm going to, like, Jamie's going to do something and be like, you you know, son of a something, <laughs> and then I'm going to forget my my love word. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, but so, even if but even if you do the bad thing, you can think and go, "Oh, we said our word was love." Oh, that's and true. you can double that's back. That's true. That you need concrete measurables, Bradley. You yeah. need metrics. You need to measure out grams of stinky tuna, <laughs> and you need to be able to see that and mark that and be like, "Yes, okay, I'm doing it." And yeah. then you have mm-hmm. also a support system mm-hmm. in place with people doing that with you, yeah. and you guys. Did can, you do, did you talk about your word with people, or did you just kind of come uh, to your? Did you have like a sort of meditative moment about your word? Uh, no, I was asked on the spot if I had a word, and oh. I made it up. <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> 
But it actually is working for me. Yeah. I have done some things in the past nine days that normally I would never have like done, what? and I'm very open to it. You guys, over the weekend, I did some energy cleansing. Oh, God. Oh, wow. Holly gets really <laughs> goopy on occasion. <laughs> you know, like when a Taltro, yeah, she's, how do you cleanse your energy? Yeah. You is go Sage to involved? someone and they cleanse your energy. Oh. Uh-huh. Like Are you drinking teas? I am drinking teas, thanks to Bradley Trainer, but I'm doing things where normally I think a year ago I would have been like, "That's dumb." That's dumb. I'm That's all. Stupid. I'm all. I'm one of those people. Like cool. I, 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 I will try something. I will probably go like give you the weird stink eye. Like, <laughs> is this really supposed to do something? Okay. Mm-hmm. Like for example, um, the guy that I go see for my massage uh, therapy experiences. Mm-hmm. He's just started cupping this year. Yeah. And I was like, do we really need to do this? Is this really? And everybody I've talked to is like, oh, my God, you have to do this. <laughs> and I'm like, but really? Really? You're just going to put a cup on me and create a bruise on my back. And that's going to do what again? <laughs> well, so in conclusion, I think 2019, look, we're day nine and all of our resolutions and our words, we're working we're on it. We're doing good. Yeah, we're, we're it's okay. A week, it's, you know what? And if you guys have resolutions, if you have words and you're feeling like, oh, it's share so them with hard, us. share them with us. And we all are sharing in the struggle together. Yay, on Yay. the struggle bus. I will say this, whether it's a word, whether it's just trying to change your life, whether it's trying to do anything differently, it is so much easier to do it with other people. So before you set yourself up for failure and try to Marie Kondo your house by yourself, um, you know, call up a friend, call up somebody be like, hey, do you want to do this thing? Because then you have somebody to text in the middle of the night like, oh, my God, because here's the thing. If I if I texted you, Holly, like, oh, my God, I just had to eat another hard boiled egg. I am going so crazy. Be like, well, you did that to yourself. So, so go deal have- with your reality and talk to me later because I don't care. I'm going to go have some chips. Friends, they're good for shaming. Exactly. Uh-huh. All right. When we come back, oh, Kevin Hart is done talking about. His homophobic tweets. I am done talking about Kevin Hart being done talking about his homophobic tweets. We'll tell you about that. <laughs> Just counterintuitive when we come back right here in my talk 1071. Kevin Hart is done talking about his homophobic tweets. He's done. Well, good news. I'm done talking about Kevin Hart talking about his homophobic tweets. And only I'm not. Because so, we're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about it. Welcome back to Colleen and Bradley here on My Talk 1071, <laughs> streaming live, doing oh. everything entertainment at MyTalk1071.com. I'm Bradley Trainer, along with Holly Roberts and Sonny on the board. I'm a certified homosexual, so I have opinions and thoughts. But um, what I thought we could do is first, let's listen to Kevin Hart with Michael Strahan. He was on uh, Good Morning America. And okay, put this into context, if you will. So, Kevin Hart, now you'll remember. After it was announced that he was going to be uh, hosting the Academy Awards, um, some tweets resurfaced that, uh, by the way, were still available on his Twitter account. Mm -hmm. That is, they were still there uh, that were pretty, pretty questionable. And um, not just to gay people such as myself, um, but a number of communities, really. Um, So let's just what I want to say is he he. He basically went on Ellen, talked about it. Well, first he went away and said, I'm not, you know, he's like, I already apologize for this. So I'm uh, not going to, um, I'd rather just walk away from the Academy Awards. I've already apologized for this. So I'm just going to move on. And we thought that was the end of the story. Then he goes on Ellen and Ellen is like, 
weirdly trying to convince him to take the job back, but he doesn't like, really seem to want to do that. She called the Academy and She's said, She's like, hey. my friends at the Academy, this said uh, this was just a misunderstanding and the job is there for the taking. Well, um, she did that and he was like, yeah, no, I, I don't think I'm probably going to do that and here's why. Then we thought now, we were done. <laughs> now he's on with Michael Strahan, presumably to talk about a movie, but obviously they're going to talk about the elephant in the room, right? Right. So that's where we are, and that's the audio I want you to hear today. Let's have a little listen to Kevin Hart talking to Michael Strahan. The way that you've apologized, mm-hmm. so, so what do you say to that? I say I'm done with it. It gets no more energy for me. That's so, why I said for the last time I'm addressing this. It's, it's, there's no more conversation about it. I'm, I'm literally, I'm over that. I'm over the moment, and I'm about today. So if it's accepted, great. If it's not, it's nothing I can control. Some things are left out of your hands. So I'm, mm-hmm. I'm done with it. I'm, I'm, I'm over it. That's why I personally am. And then you, you said on Saturday, you said, I'm evolving. Mm-hmm. You're changing. So what did you believe then that you don't believe now? How have you evolved? I have explained how I evolved, which makes me say I'm over it. I'm not saying how I've changed anymore. I'm not saying what I've done and what the new me is. I'm not giving no more explanation mm-hmm. of, of who I am. I've done it. I've done it several times. I've tweeted it. I've, I've talked about it when I went on Ellen. I said it on my radio show. I'm, I'm just done. So you have to come to a point where you, where you know that you've given all that you possibly can. And if that's... If that's received, then great. Then that means we've we've achieved something. If it's not, it's not. It's there's nothing I can do. So I do this now. And we're okay. So that was just a piece of that interview uh, from uh, with Kevin Hart uh, talking to Michael Strahan about these, you know, the tweets and the uh, Academy Awards. He's not talking about it. No, he's not talking about. But he's talking. Michael, (laughs) God bless Michael, because Michael went back and asked him again, and he literally is like, and then everybody laughed, and it was just. This is just to me the biggest unforced error. This is the biggest self-inflicted wound that a celebrity has, uh, you know, sort of um, committed. That it just. There are so many moments where I was just like, okay, there was an easy way to handle all of this. Yes, Kevin Hart chose all the wrong ways at every single um, juncture. And such that we're still talking about it. Right. Which is what he doesn't want to do. But now it's like. But now him not wanting to talk about it has become a point for talking because about it. Because it reopens all these thoughts. Like, I will tell you as a person, I'm like, I, we, I didn't, nobody. Okay, so I. <laughs> right. Now, let me just that clarify. you just made me mad. Well, for a number of reasons. Yes. Right? Which is, I mean, Okay. We all have our different upbringings. We all have different brainwash. I don't want to use brainwash, but social conditionings of why we feel the way we feel. And we're all kind of screwed up in our own. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. 
Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Corner of the world. Yep. If he had... because We have our own bias and privilege, right? We have our own bias right? and privilege, right? And if he had just said, look, this was the way I was raised. This is, you know, this is... I have my reasons for this. I just feel like when we create a space for dialogue to say, why do you feel like that? Instead of um, criticizing people, why do you feel that way? I think that helps. And him just going, nope, I want to talk about it. It makes, it makes me mad because I want to know why he felt that way back then. If he doesn't feel that way now, cool, whatever, but I'm yeah, interested I, in finding out. Like, and also why he, is he so defensive about I it feel in a 2019? Lot of, I, I do. I feel like there's, okay. Cause I, I agree with you. It was like, he said, nope, I'm not talking about it. I really thought that was in and I keep seeing him pop up on my Twitter feed with different people. I'm like, well, babe, I thought you said you were there. Yeah, yeah. So, mm-hmm. so either you tell the people that you're doing the interview with, we're not talking about right. it or you don't say that. And then you know that they're going to bring it up. And then you just look like you're being defensive and not wanting to talk about it. Two things. One, why are you always being uncomfortable? and defensive about an issue that you don't want to talk about. That always makes me wonder with people, especially men who are uncomfortable talking about their issues with. And it's okay to say, you know what, this is this. It makes me uncomfortable for whatever reason. We we all have our own social conditioning. No one is is innocent of that. But to just be like, I'm interested. I want to know why you feel that way. And I feel like I'm as a a consumer of his products. I feel like I'm Mm -hmm. just being cut off. I'm not here to judge him. I just want to know why I want to understand. Why is a very deep question to ask of a celebrity. Well, look, if you want this me, money. Here's why. <laughs> so when I say that this whole experience was a self-inflicted wound, here's why I'm saying that. Nobody was, oh, there were people, but most reasonable people and uh, most LGBTQ people were not saying Kevin Hart should not be doing the Academy Awards. There were those people that were saying that. Mm-hmm. What what responsible people were saying is this is a teachable moment. Right. And it would be nice if Kevin Hart would sort of say, yep, I said those things. I realized. Let me just because let me do it for the people in the back, because maybe they didn't hear it the first time. Right. This is. A, oh, gosh, we got to go. Yeah, well, maybe we're going to come back and we're going to continue this because yes. we got we got to, to tie unpack. this up because yes. I think there is um, just some points that we need to make. And we'll do that on the other side. Talking about Kevin Hart here on My Talk 1071. We'll be right back. We got to finish our conversation about Kevin Hart and the Oscars. Kevin Hart is done talking, although he keeps talking. So we're done talking too about him done being talk being done talking, but and we're, we're going to keep talking. Yeah, we're not In done fact, talking. We're doing another segment on it because we didn't get all the points across. So if you just joined us on the Colleen and Bradley show, Kevin Hart um, basically doesn't want to have to keep apologizing for uh, his homophobic tweets. Here's the thing: that is just a fake story. That is not real. Mm-hmm. That this is part of like a a totally self inflicted wound. So here's the thing. And I was trying to make this point before we uh, went to break in the last segment. He was never fired from the Academy Awards, by all accounts. No. He, um, uh, the Academy said, hey, we want you to address this issue. It doesn't sound like, though, when you listen to his conversation with Ellen, that they said, you have to do this or else. Yeah. Or that subsequently, because you didn't do this, we're going to fire you. Instead, what he did was say, I'm not doing this. Yes, Like, no, thank you. I'm not doing the Academy Awards. So he... Walked away from that opportunity. Mm-hmm. Fine. That's where you are. Great. We're going to move along. Well, then somehow 
you know, th- it was like a like a zombie experience. It just kept coming back from the dead, <laughs> right? Yes. So um, at the end of the day, I think people want to be having different conversations about wherever they intersect the story. And and there are a lot of different places to interse- intersect with the story. For example, if you're an LGBTQ member, um, you know, you're going to have feelings and thoughts because, you know, his comments were from like, 2009 to 2011-ish. These are not archaic thoughts from like the 1980s. Well, he put them out on Twitter. So so. I want to have a real conversation about that because I've said things within the last 10 years that I would regret, regret, have learned from and no longer say things like that, right? Yeah, yeah. Like I've, I've learned to grow. Yes. And I think we all have, we can all relate to that, right? So that could have been a really positive, rewarding experience. Yeah, how we've elevated our own personal rhetorics. And if you're a celebrity, right, you're all about your public image, right? So what would have been wrong with Kevin Hart just using that moment to own it? It sounds more like it was an ego thing. And I think men oftentimes have this thing where they're just like, um, you're not going to tell me what to do, which fine, you just don't do it. But then don't be surprised that the rest of the world is not on board with whatever your decision was. And if you're going to continue to be a celebrity, don't be surprised that when you go on interviews, they're going to continue to ask you questions about it. So, um, but it's not just LGBTQ people. It's people, you know, women had very specific issues with some of the things that he did in his comedy. Mm-hmm. There are all sorts, there are comedians who have opinions about what we can or can't talk about anymore in terms of comedy. There are the people who think that our culture is too politically correct, so we can't talk about certain things. Like, there are uh, people just reacted to this story in a way that it met them. And I just wish that at the end of the day, people would appreciate that this was something that Kevin Hart chose to sort of, you know. uh, He decided that he was stepping away from the Oscars because of the things that he didn't want to say or the things that he didn't want to do. Yeah, which is totally within his right. Of right? course it is. Um, but for example, um, the Gay and Lesbian Alliance Against Defamation, which sort of, you know, pays attention to the way LGBTQ people are mentioned in popular culture. And then they sort of like, when there's learning opportunities, they'll be like, hey, I don't know if you know this, but maybe we don't talk about things like that anymore. So um, they came out and were like, we don't want Kevin Hart to not have the chance to, Host the Oscars. Nobody we never was said saying that. like you no. know burn him at the stake. It mm-hmm. was literally just this is a teachable moment, and we'd love it if if you would be a part of the solution and not the problem. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it sounds like he just made his move too soon. To me, that's what it feels like. He just made his move too soon. If yeah. he, I think he, I don't know. I, it kind of looks like just the more he talks about it, it sounds like he tried to make his move before he, before anybody else made a move. That's, sure, that's what it kind of like. He wanted like. to yes. seem like he was the one in like, the power I make position. It right, yeah. I'm yeah. making the decision. And yeah. I just it's just sad to me because I, I just I just want to know why I want to know because I I know the tweet I know and there's so yeah. many there's so much cultural stuff. I've heard people. I've grown up with people who were who said things in that tweet, and I'm interested. Are you talking hear, about the like I don't want my son to be yes, gay tweet? Yes, yeah. yes, mm-hmm. yes. Yeah. and and I just I I just thought it would be a cool opportunity for his his son himself to watch him discuss it. Like why why dad do you feel like that? I mean, if he's cool with it, his son's cool with it. Fine, but I just would have really from a comedian's perspective, really would have been interested to see, like, why. Sure, and the evolution of the of the joke, and if he has evolved, well, okay, Kevin Hart, that's great. Okay, so how have you evolved? And explain us through your process. And, yeah, that why question, too. Also, I would just like to point out, Don Lemon did a segment mm-hmm. shortly after, did you see this, where mm-hmm. he was like, yeah, so I went and looked for apologies, and I don't know that Kevin Hart really had, now, he has, but... But the point that he was trying to make is like, I don't know that that's really an apology, what he's done. And I don't think he understands what 
when you say I've apologized as if that absolves yourself from, you know, like mm-hmm. just saying you're sorry is not his words. Yeah. Don't his actions don't seem to be aligned yeah. with the sorry because his appearance on Good Morning America, the audio that we just listened to with Kevin Hart talking to Michael Strahan, Kevin Hart, his tone seems to be in the defensive mode. Well, That's this whole story has yes. been him being defensive about it, which is just a weird you don't look. Like, you know, it, it's not your best light. Like, he mm-hmm. comes across as kind of, you know. He, he could mm-hmm. totally turn this around if he just says, you know what, I'm ready to talk about it. I just feel like he could. He could turn yeah. this whole thing around and just really bust this thing wide open. And Well, I you know, mm-hmm. I kept thinking at the end of the day, he just needs a better PR crisis management team mm-hmm. or somebody needs mm-hmm. to tell him, look. If we're done, then let's be done Yeah, with well, and I <laughs> yeah. think that as public relations people told him, well, if you're to believe a blind item, and I think that there's probably some truth in this blind item that we talked about last week when he appeared on Ellen, that his public relations people were like, hey, Kevin, you need to do something in order to uh, maybe adjust your image in the presence of the public space. Mm -hmm. And so going on Ellen and having someone like Ellen advocate for you, well, that really didn't work out too well. And you don't need to like like lead the pride parade in order to (laughs) have people like you don't need to change who nobody wants you to like that's the thing i don't understand people like we can't you know we're not allowed to blah 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 no we just want to like if you are if you want to apologize for something then you know let's have a conversation and maybe like it's that because okay let me (laughs) let me me give you a real life example please let's go there i think your response is how we all feel yes it is (laughs) it's very complicated so i used to use a word all the time and a a lot of people grew up using this word it's an r word Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. and it's a word that um you know we've come to decide this is not it's not okay to use use, right right. Mm -hmm. um and I have said that word out loud and had people call me out on using that mm. word as an adult and then had conversations about why that word is not appropriate. And my reaction to that was to sort of better understand. I'm, I'm like, this is just a, such a minor example. I'm not trying to act like I had some like transformative experience, <laughs> but like I knew enough to say like, OK, um, that hurts people's right. feelings. Right. I don't want to be in the position of hurting people's feelings intentionally or unintentionally for that matter. So if there's something I can do to be a better person, that's just a normal response that I think most people would have in that situation. Like we're not going to call, um, I, I don't know, pick a word. But there's so many things that were once acceptable in the public vernacular that we just don't use those words. A language evolves and you receive those messages from people who were calling you out. Bradley, you saw that they gave you reasoning and you reflected on that. And as a result of that reflection, you changed the behavior. That takes a lot of self-awareness and a lot of emotional intelligence. Yes, it does. (laughs) Well, and and, And you might be lacking in both. And I also (laughs) just, I, I also wonder about people who react to that, like, we can't say what we used to say anymore. Like, I'm sorry. Like, that's just life. Yes, like, it you is. You are so put out that you have to choose a different word. Or, you know, when it comes to like the idea, because I think in this particular case, and Sonny, the tweet that you referenced about, you know, not wanting your kid to be gay, that is a little bit bigger than a word, right? Like, mm-hmm. that's not just, don't please don't say the word, you know, gay or, don't, well, I mean. You can say that word, but I'm mm-hmm. in context. Obviously. He's not just using a slur. It's a whole. It's not idea. just about using a slur. It's about like, yes. oh, my God, mm-hmm. there are people raising their children uh, in a way that seems to me that is going to harm that child if that child is gay. Right. That's I, a conversation we need to have. I want to know the re. That's what I mean. I want to know the reasoning behind why that is such a big thing for him. 
Like I've I've heard people reference that being a youth and being gay is very difficult. And I've heard parents say that they, they don't want their child to go through that difficulty. If he had said something like that, I'd be like, OK, I understand that. Yeah. But to just yeah. say it and then just leave it naked. That's a pro- that's problematic for me. Yeah. To not have a reasoning behind it. Sometimes mm-hmm. we say really we say ideas really badly, but then when we find out the reasoning behind it, we go, Oh, okay, I get it, but you just said it terribly. Yeah. And yeah. I think if we can work through that, like everybody's we don't we nobody has a complete hold on the English language. Yeah. <laughs> but yet, but yet if Kevin Hart came and said, Look, I was in a position ten years ago where my thought process was X, Y, and yeah. Z, perhaps or, people I still wouldn't want my kid to be gay, and here are the five right. reasons why. Well then right. at least I and then at least I can say to you, well, you know, I, I feel sorry for your children should they be gay, but let's have a conversation about why that might be problematic. Right. However, at least you're being honest about the thing. I think, right. you know, it's not just Kevin Hart. It's just that he is the example in this exactly. particular moment, exactly. because I also think there's this weird thing that we do where Kevin, for a number of reasons, is like being people have this idea. This is a much bigger discussion. But it pe- is. <laughs> people got some opinions about the way yes, black men talk about gay people mm-hmm. that they don't want to talk about mm-hmm. because it's again, a complicated issue. It's so, taboo. so, um, those are bigger conversations yeah. that yes, if- but here was an opportunity for him to kind of open the door on that and say this, this, you know, there's some problematic things that we're, that we're doing over here. That's, I just felt like that was an opportunity. Like you said, it's a teachable moment, but he might not be ready to do that. And that's probably why he's closing everybody off. He yeah. might have not even processed why he feels like that. It might be some social conditioning stuff that he's like, this is what I know and this is what it is. And that's why he's just like, nope. And, t- and yeah. maybe he needs more time to process and that. that. Requires... And if that's the case, then say that. Yeah, it requires <laughs> being vulnerable yep, in yep. a way that as a celebrity and, a, and an entertainer, you craft your persona to have certain points of yep. view yep. and then to go against that persona that you have spent years, mm-hmm. decades honing and crafting and showing that really raw human moment mm-hmm. well and, and, and if there's any silver lining in this i will tell you i actually learned because you know i started talking about this from where i came at the story and then i i saw other people talking about this in ways that you know um members of the lgbtq community of color mm-hmm. dealt with this story or had reactions to the story in a very unique and different way than i did mm-hmm. and so at the end of the day this particular moment did foster a lot of conversation mm-hmm. unintentionally that mm-hmm. kevin hart never probably intended so right. at the very least some people maybe learned a thing or two mm-hmm. or had the chance to sort of have their feelings well heard. and look mm-hmm. at the conversation that we're having right now oh my god <laughs> we basically just had a round table we basically did uninformed as though we may be but you know here's what i want to do before we go to break before we go to the throwback live at 245 yeah i would like to have an exercise in generosity <gasps> oh yes okay and that exer- give something away yes and that exercise in generosity has to do with giving something away now we would like caller three six five one six four one one oh seven one to be the recipient of a 50 dollar gift card to green mill and get this when you order online and you earn double Green Mill Rewards points through the end of February. Again, 651-641-1071. Color 3 winning a $50 gift card to Green Mill. We'll be right back here on My Talk 1071. Have you been waiting for just the right job? Then welcome to the end of your search. Amazon has seasonal warehouse jobs in your area, and now is a great time to apply. You can start getting paid right away and work close to home. Applying is easy. You don't even need an interview. So what are you waiting for? Come join the team and get a great seasonal job offer today. Visit Amazon.com slash hiring. Amazon is an equal opportunity employer.
Hi, I'm Bonnie Curry, one of the narrators on the Abide app, a premium ad-free biblical meditation experience. Join the millions of people who download the Abide app to reduce stress, improve sleep, and experience the peace of God every day. You can text the word PEACE to 22433 for a seven-day free trial of Abide. Just text PEACE to 22433, and you'll likely hear from me again on the app as I guide you through daily meditations or help you fall asleep and experience the peace of God.